When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're talking real money on Talking Real Money. What a coincidence. Shocking as that may seem. Yeah. Welcome to the middle part of June. I think I have a right, right? Yeah. Is it the middle? 19th? Yeah, I think it we're into the second half enough. even. I know the longest day of the year is just a few days away, and then they all start getting oh shorter. Oh, my gosh. So not to Speaking be of longest day of the year, I, I'm putting a roof rack. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got, got a frog. Got a giant frog jumped in my mouth right down my throat and ribbed You're looking it. good for that, by the way. Yeah. Anyway, I was putting a, the roof crossbars on the top of my car because we're getting ready to go up to Virginia tomorrow. Yes, you and, are. And uh, it was nice and cloudy when I started this morning and, you know, in the 80s. And then the minute I started putting it on, the sun came out directly overhead. High noon. Car's dark gray. Wow. Little heat it's there for you? summer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was painful. It was painful. And you know it's summer because we might hit 75 oh, today in geez. Seattle. So, wow, really <laughs> reaching. Uh, so. Let's see. what what just, I just, I'm just going to make myself feel bad because. Uh, feels like the in beautiful celebration, Florida. Feels like 102 degrees. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I would not do well in that. That's yeah. You're making a good decision to move north. It's sir. thick. And the air, I opened the door yes. and like. It was like fog, a, a hot fog. It's like opening the door to your dryer when the load is halfway done. It's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, yeah. we're, we're here to talk money. We're here to talk about things that are important in your life and the stupid markets and things. Uh, if you have questions, we take calls. All the please. time. <laughs> calls. Oh. Please don't beg. Don't beg. Okay. All right. Have some, I'm on my knees right now. My hey, hands are pressed no, together. I'm telling just, you. Okay. Have a little self-respect. Get up off your knees. <laughs> I have none. You know that. I'm in the financial Come services on. industry. Come, Come on. on. Where, where, where's your backbone? Where's your spine? <laughs> that was removed at the same time, yeah, by the way. Moved so. at birth. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But, but if you call us on Saturdays between noon and 2 Pacific time, which is now, or 3 to 5 Eastern time, which is now, you can talk to us live during our fantabulous radio show which by the way we did not share with you as a podcast last week due to technical difficulties hmm but not our technical difficulties. no it wasn't us wasn't okay us. No, no, so. no, 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 no. others the recorder broke or something i know what everybody wants to know about right plug. now i everyone wants to know about guaranteed. friday they want to know about yeah. friday mm-hmm. yeah. it was a bad day for for, for stocks. stocks for stocks yes yeah yeah for stocks I mean, how bad, though? Let's put things in perspective, shall we? 
Well, do you want the day or do you want the week? Like whichever you want to start with, dude. And do you want the? I know you don't want the Dow Jones. I do Industrial not Average. want the dumb Sorry Dow. Sorry to put a line I'll, through you that. Know, if the Dow is yeah. down, here's how it works pretty much now. If the Dow is down 500, the S&P is usually down about 50. It's Why not just yeah. use the S&P? And it gives you the same kind of perspective, but it gives you well, a bigger, better, bigger market. The S&P, yeah, yeah. 500 stocks. No Dow, more Dow. We're not allowed 30. to ever, ever utter All right. Dow okay. Jones 30 All right. industrials on this show. Okay, so you want the you want, want the, the Standard Poor's 500? Yeah. Yes, lost 1.9 percent, just shy of two percent for the week. Yeah, but most of that was Friday because it was 1.3 down on Friday. It was, yeah, it was. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. <laughs> two things. Actually, when people start to say, well, yeah, here's the perspective. First of all, that's not a huge decline in any by any measure. Uh, number two, the market has gone up. Pretty substantially here, certainly since last March, but well be before that. And here's the part that makes me nervous. It's when people start telling you, here's what's next and why. That's when you should really learn to ignore them. Because one think market analyst said uh, stocks uh, traders are repricing now that the reflation trade is over and they're watching the Federal Reserve. It was coming, he said. This kind of sell-off was coming because the market got ahead of itself. Well, he doesn't know if the market got ahead of no, itself. But no, wait. He knows you know, the market got ahead of itself on Friday, mm. according to people who buy and sell stocks day to day. They thought it was a little ahead of itself. So in hindsight, he's right. And then another analyst said the markets will be more spooked by 2022, turning to a rate hike. Because that'll mean they have to temper, taper rather as well. And again, that's what makes me nervous when people say, here's what's next, because no one knows what's that. Good news, by the way. Great news. Lumber prices down 15% this week. So once again, Don, you can afford the plywood to put over your windows just in time for hurricane season. So that's good news. I don't live on the coast. Oh, okay. Uh, the other good news, real yeah. good news, lean hogs, lean hogs down almost 12% last week. So just think how cheap that pork is going to be are those, next time you run to the store are those hogs who don't like standing on their own but they like being over next to the lean fence? hogs they're leaning I mean, they're the leaning hogs i mean aren't all hogs a little fatty i mean look at bacon 855-935-TALK give us a call 855-935-8255 Tom and Don are talking real money is your portfolio a mess you may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Only because it's really, really, really darned important. And it's important that you get perspective when it comes to market downturns. Because market downturns are part of the price you pay for market returns, big turns, upturns, high turns. Like, for example, if you look at the Vanguard total stock index over the past year, year. That's VT if you're owning it in an exchange-traded fund. V is in Victor, T is in Tom. That includes the decline we just had, it's 37% in a year. That's how much it's gained. Yeah. This More is, than a third. This is so important for you to understand. You do not get to keep all of a 37% annual gain. That's part of the deal. Uh, it, it goes way up 
and it goes down some, then it goes up, then it goes down some, then it goes up, then it goes down some. Now, I know in a perfect world, here's how you want it to work. I want to ride that 37%. I want to ride it right up to the very top. And then I want one of you guys on the radio to tell me this is the day, and you should have told me on Thursday, you dummies, to sell out and wait until it goes way down. And then you smart people tell me to get back in so I can have another 37% gain in the year that it does it again. That's not how it works. I find it fascinating. So I had a great conversation uh, with a woman that we're trying to help do some planning for retirement. Went through everything, costs, et cetera, this income. <laughs> and then I looked at her 401k and I said, you really should put this much, 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds. And her response was, well, wait a minute. The stock market is very risky right now. Why would I want to do that? Right now. Yeah, right now. Well, because Those are always the words. Right, right. Now, why didn't you tell me to get up. in when it was down? Exactly. The, the fact of the matter is, how many of you have listened to us for more than a year? We were telling you there. to get uh, in when it was go when it was down. We told you that, and I seem to remember you arguing with us uh, a little over a year ago, back in like March, March twenty twenty. Yeah, you were the saying things down thirty like, percent. Oh no 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 no! The market certain number you, of days. You literally were telling us that the market is too risky right now. So when it was way down, it was too risky for you. And when it's way up, it's too risky for you. And that's because you're playing the stupid mind game, believing there is a way to get in at the bottom and get out at the top. And I am not the first to tell you you're delusional. And let me tell you what I think you should do. Please, number one, please tell us. Well, number one, you have to have a plan. Plan. That's good. With we every dollar plans. invested. Because even if you're 25, the plan is you're putting money in your 401k and you're growing it, right? Every dollar. Can I play with it? I hate people that sit around with $18 trillion in cash. That's what I'm talking about, the inefficiency of sitting around in cash. There's so much of it. Number two, that plan includes how much money you're trying to make and how much volatility you're willing to accept to make it. There isn't a return without risk. This is the part that people have a tendency to forget. As you said, they just prefer to see it go straight up. That's I not like going to the happen. return. I, I, I yeah. hey, I like one of the R words. I just don't like the other one. <laughs> Which brings me to the third part is um, you got to be able to tune everything out because the stuff comes along every day. If it's not Friday, it'll be Monday, et cetera. Fill in the blank. It'll be. Putin got mad at uh, Joe Biden because of their conference. What, there'd be a thing. There's always a thing that says this is why it's, bad times are ahead. Mm-hmm. And you got to be able to just read it if you have to and say, I'm not going to do anything as a result of reading it. The Tune bad, out the the bad thing right now is inflation. Inflation yeah. is coming. You don't know that inflation is coming. You know that it has gone up. But you do not know what it will do. And I'm so sick of hearing people tell me that. Oh, but but you know inflation's coming. It has to. It, it has yeah. to. It's going to. It is. Everybody says so. I, I, everybody. Who the heck is every? I'm not saying it. Because so, and by the way, once you, once you agree to the things I just said, yeah. you don't care about all the people that are telling you this stuff because that stuff comes along and it goes away. It's uh, noise. But people agree to a point. You you know what I'm talking about. Come on. 
the, the, we, we get it all the time. We hear from people who say, well, I'm really, I'm a big believer in your philosophy, but not just right now. Just not right now. I, I'll, Only when it's going up. I'll do it I'll later. Really agree I'll, with you. I'll do it later. I, I just, I, I can't put my money in the stock market now because it's really, I don't want that small cap value stuff because didn't that just go up a lot? Shouldn't I wait till it goes back down some and then I'll get it? I promise. Cross my heart. Scout's honor. I will get back in. No, you, you won't. won't. Though the thing is, history is shows that people have a tendency to buy after something's gone up and sell after it's gone down. And you're right, Don. People believe the markets have to be timed, that you have to pay attention to what's going on in the economy so that you can sort of predict what's coming next. Those people, frankly, just end up with less money. We can show you. The numbers are there that, that, that clearly point out that the people that move money around end up with less. The problem is there are way too many anecdotes. Anecdotes. Look up the word anecdote. It's not a fact. It's not a statistic. It's not data. It's just a happen chance occurrence. And there are a lot of anecdotes where you hear about people doing really well. That doesn't mean, you know, if they pick the right thing at the right time, that doesn't mean you will. 855-935-TALK. Call that number anytime, just like Joe did. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon. Um, well, here's the my talking question. real money. Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I am uh, retiring at 66 in two years. I have a state pension that will be about $36,000. And my question is this. Uh, My wife's going to continue to work, and to meet our budget, I can either take my Social Security now, or I can take 3.5% of my IRA per year. Um, so do you understand the question there is, should yep, I? Absolutely. Yep. Completely. We hear this question a lot. Well, what's the answer? Well, the answer is this. Um, it long, generally makes long, more dramatic sense. pause. Before well, he gets it to generally the makes more sense to wait to take Social Security because it increases each year by about 8% plus inflation. By the way, that's that calculation is done monthly, so you could start at some point in that period of time. Here's the challenge. On the emotional side, people say, well, wait a minute. The money's available to me. I can go get it, and I won't have to draw on my retirement accounts. I don't have to take out the 3.5%. So they generally make an emotional decision. Most Americans take Social Security way too early. They leave millions of dollars that the government gladly keeps and hopefully finances later retirements. So I will tell you that for most people, it really does make sense to wait on Social Security and begin drawing your IRA. Look at it this way. Let's just assume for a second that your IRA was going to grow at the same rate at 8% per year and you take out the 3.5%. You're still getting three, or 4.5% growth on your IRA and the 8% on your Social Security. So do the math. You should be money way ahead by drawing down the Social Security just, I mean, by drawing down the IRA just a little bit. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. 
Tom and Don are talking real money. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Don. That's Tom. We talk about money all the time. We talk about money on the weekends, though, live on Como Radio, and then we turn that into a podcast. So you can call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Give us a holler. And you can also send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com. Don't put at there. You go to TalkingRealMoney.com anyway. Uh, so holler at us. We'd love to answer your questions. Let's see. Let me find one here. And while you're doing that, I'll just finish the, the, the point about Joe. Here's the thing. If you wait till at least full retirement to take Social Security, um, which sounds like it's a couple of years, I think, away, uh, here's you have to live. You're right, because some people do tell us, well, what if I drop dead at 71? Well, that will have been a bad decision. You will not have taken out as much as you would have. No question. So you're going to need to live a decade or a little bit longer after taking the money out. So if you have a health problem today, if you have no longevity in your family, there may be reasons to go ahead and take it. But generally, the financially correct decision is to wait on Social Security and start drawing from your individual retirement account or 401k. There you go. Well, interesting. I have a question sent in by a person who called us and asked us a question in a previous Didn't podcast. like the answer? No, no. He liked the answer. He just didn't listen. <laughs> wow. Okay. You'll find out. So he gets it repeat again? All right. Yeah. Here we go. I called in a couple of weeks ago, and you advised me to invest what I had won in cryptocurrency. Remember that call? Yes, I do. Well, I didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen soon enough. Like a lot of other people, by the way. And yes, lost I lost another mm, chunk before I pulled yeah. out. Now, Ugh. now the question is, with about $125,000 remaining, and knowing I have high risk tolerance, what should my split be? Do you know of a bridge nearby that you can just go and throw <laughs> no, the no. stuff in off the bridge? No. Here's what you should do. No oh. more crypto ever, ever, ever. <sighs> take, take. Take, oh, let's see, it's 125,000 remaining. Take 1,250. I don't know, but take 1,250 and put that in my funny money account over there. I, you yeah. can play with that any way, shape, manner, or form you want. You can go to Vegas. You can buy individual stocks. You can buy a Dogecoin. You could coin. bet on the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. You could. You could. You'll get, you'll get better odds than you will betting on the Raiders. Um, close though, very close. close. <laughs> I, the money, what's it for? Yeah, I mean, this is the part people think. Well, I'm just, I'm having a good time. Then, as you said, then take a little bit and go have a good time. That's okay. Um, I was kind of curious to know how big the loss is because maybe you could book the loss and then you know do that against future capital gains. Yeah, but didn't that's a say. whole other. Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't matter. We still would not invest your money, nor think you should invest your money in Bitcoin at all. Period. Don't think it's a good idea right. for all the previously right. mentioned reasons. So it doesn't, so that hasn't changed. I'd still get my money out. I personally think if I'm, if I, just is just for me, if I am going to gamble, I'm, I want to gamble on something that will provide me with some benefit. Yeah. So, like the lean hogs, because there, if things go bad, you're still no, going to get pork chops, still right? Buying futures contracts, you know? Oh, okay. Well, I was no, I would, I see, I would take a, I would take a trip in the winter. Not in the summer to like Vegas or something. 
or another casino resort area, I would, you know, yeah. if I want to gamble, I'd go play something, a table that I think I know. I, If I knew how to throw dice, I'd play craps. If I knew how to count cards, I'd go to 21 or blackjack or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I tried. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. I would be a terrible card counter. I don't keep track. Um, I would have fun with it. But I think the rest of it needs to be invested based on your risk tolerance, which we've established is high. So based on your risk tolerance, you probably want a big chunk of a, you know, maybe even maybe even you want to go as wild as buying a, a small cap value fund with most of it. Oh, I think we mentioned this on a recent podcast that if you put a dollar in the S&P 500, that's now about 10,000. Right. If you put in a dollar in U.S. small, pardon me, thank you, 1926. If you put a dollar in, let's say, U.S. small cap value, that's $93,000 dollars. One to ten thousand or one to ninety three thousand and you made a great point in the podcast on the last ten years would have been a better place to be just in large cap growth kind of firms. Mm-hmm. That's done better than small. But over mm-hmm. the long haul, it's made way more sense to be in small cap value. In the last six months, small cap values ruled. Yeah. Which means it's to up, some uh, of you year it's, to date. Which means year to date is way too high. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's up exactly. too high, darn it. Uh, 855-935-TALK. Call us if you have a question that has something to do with money, which I assume you do because this is a money show. I, I don't imagine you're going to ask a political question. At least we hope not. No, Tom no, says. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. Oh. Hi there. Welcome back. <clears throat> I'm Don. Tom's over there laughing. Uh, this is I'm talking sorry. real money. This is what you do, dude. You're you're the Ed McMahon of talking real money. <laughs> <laughs> that Don McDonald is one funny. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna host Star Search when I'm done with this gig. What about the big checks you used to give out? What was that? Oh, was the you know, Reader's Digest you know, thing or whatever? He, he yeah. does actually do kind of remind me of you. It's you know the anything for a buck thing. <laughs> hey, give Ouch. me a job. I'll go out and do it. <laughs> yeah, I, do it. I like working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight five five nine three five talk is the phone number to call here, and Rolf did just that. Hi, Rolf. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Uh, I'll just say this real quick. Uh, in some respects, I disagree with you on Social Security. And I disagree for the following reason, that there's an actual error, actuarially, uh, you're going to get the same amount of money, whatever age you start at. So if you start early, you're still going to get the same amount of money as someone that lives as long as you that starts at 70. So, but if you die early, you're not going to get anything. So I'm trying to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying, because my point is, if if you take it at full retirement age, and yes, you do have to live about a decade, versus taking it at 62 and living a decade, I don't believe the numbers are the same. No, they're not. Well, if you take it at 62 and you live 15 years instead of starting at 67 well, and living Right, if you years, die earlier, yes, same. if you die earlier, you're better off taking it early. But if the problem you is live most people don't into your eighties, the numbers support the actual math supports taking it later. And on top of that, if you're married and you're the larger 
earner who's will who's in whose benefit would be likely to be inherited. Remember, because when you pass away, your significant other can either keep theirs or take yours. Then it really plays out even more substantially. And here's the reality of it: if you um, wait until th- there's a break-even point yeah. on on each one of these steps. For example, if you uh, if you wait until to take it until you're seventy, you have to live past eighty and a half. Yeah, it's about right to make yeah. more money. So if you live past 80 and a half, which a lot of people do, if you've made it to 70, your odds of living to 80 plus is are well, one of good. the two of you, one yeah, of the two are, of you. So it, you're playing the odds. You are. Everything in life is a gamble. And if you don't have longevity in your family, take it early. Sure. And if you already need the money, I mean, a lot or of people don't money. have a job and they got to have income. Sure. It just, as I say, for people that can make the decision one way or the other, generally the better decision is to wait. Generally. And again, nothing is an absolute in life. We are just playing the odds. And the odds are very, very good if you make it to 65, as a matter of fact, that the majority of people who make it to 65 are going to make it to 80 plus. So you're, it's a, it's a gamble. Everything's a gamble. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. You know, and bear in mind, at 62, if you take it early, you get 30% less approximately than you get at full retirement age. 30 30 Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Yeah. If you take it at 70, you get about 25% more than at full retirement age. Yeah, you're waiting those additional three years. Yeah, exactly. So, um, again, that's the other thing I like to point out to people. Once and once you take the benefit, it's locked. that's it. I mean, there's small inflation, uh, you know, a cost of living increase that you get that's been minuscule the last decade. Now they're saying for next year it might be as high as four percent, which would be terrific. But again, that's the you get the same basic benefit for what could be a very long period of time, 20, 30 years. That it's you know, and imagine. I think if inflation runs at 3%, prices are double in about, what, uh, 24, 25 years. So your Although, earning power is less than half. Again, if you're in ill health, you're in your 60s and you're in yeah. ill health, you know, you, you, the odds are not great of you making it into your 80s, then please take it, enjoy it while you're alive. But if you expect, if you're going to try really, really hard to uh, to live a long time and Many of us are doing that a lot longer than we ever did. Remember the, when, when, the, when the retirement started, when social security started. 1934, the, 35. The average age of death in the United States was 65. Yeah. That's when you That's died. What you, got. you weren't expected to be drawing from the government for three years the way some people do today. Yes, that is correct. So Rolf, that's a great, you make a good point. And it, it the government has, spent considerable time on this because it is actuarial tables that they've come up with. But in that case, I don't think for Joe, I don't think there's any question that he should take it from the IRA and wait on Social Security. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Give us a call. We'll try to help you muddle through the massively confusing world of money. Tom and Don are talking real money.
money. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Money makes the world spin on its axis or go round, some might say. 855-935-TALK is the number to call here. 855-935-TALK. I'm telling you, I'm a deep person. As is Dan, who's up next. Dan, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Dan. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Glorious. Oh, he's in. He's in. He's in fine fetter, as they say. Fine, fine fetter. Yeah. Go ahead, yes, Dan. Indeed. What do you got? Uh, two, two things. Number one, uh, I was number three hundred and sixteen on your YouTube uh, broadcast. Happy. <laughs> People are taking numbers now. You're number three sixteen. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the two of you operate with and so to speak against each other in live sessions. It's it's refreshing to be able to continue to see that even then we these we have to be days. we have to be three thousand miles apart or it would get ugly, it would get ugly. i'd prefer 3500 and, if and i, I meant to say you were in fine fettle i don't know where i got the word fetter i was fettering you instead of fettling you uh, i think we should leave it at that uh, yeah yeah well thanks for watching yeah. though um you yeah. and you the and question. like 12 other people so. <laughs> yeah. we're getting a lot of views on that we're almost up to Double digits here, I think, on a couple of them. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Crazy. a question for you today. Uh, yes. Two weeks ago, you did a, a wonderful session on preparing a spouse in the case of the early passing of, of their their partner. And one of the aspects that you didn't cover that is on my mind as I think about preparing for the future is if there's a, a notable IRA or fund there that are generating income when one spouse passes suddenly after the end of that tax year uh they're a a single earner and the tax bracket shifts the medicare numbers change is there anything that can be done ahead of time to try and prepare for that day and reduce the impact on that remaining spouse wow I'm I'm sitting here. Th- I've think never I have never had that question asked. But you know, it makes perfect sense because you do end up uh, as going to happen filing yeah. singly in the next tax year. Um, I don't know what you. I don't know what I, that would. I be. can't think of a thing. I am absolutely stumped. Uh, neither of us are accountants, though. But I just don't think there could be anything when you think about it. <laughs> And I hate to say this, but the only way the bet you could protect your spouse by saying, "All right, here's the deal: when I die, go marry him," just to get a tax deal. I might do that to her just to spite her after yeah, I'm gone. I got to tell you, I, the, the tax, the I tax laws set her up with this, this married filing jointly and married filing separately, and all these things. Yeah, and and a single file. This is all. Social manipulation on the part of the government. Madness. It is madness. Yeah. It's just crazy. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I would stay married even if it wasn't good for me, just for the tax break. Now, um, it's just I, I don't think there's a thing you can do. But if somebody, Why, has Dan, an idea, do you have something call. in mind? Do you have Do you have an idea, Dan? Somebody thinks a lot about these things. Do you have an idea? 
Well, the only thing I can think of is to try and get as much money out of the IRA early, even though it may be a greater tax hit in a dual filer uh, tax bracket than in a than hopefully provide an advantage versus a single filer. I guess so that's that, that may be a, that may be a reason to 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 push the Roth conversion a little harder. Uh, I guess particularly if you're you're terminal. You think there's a chance that you've got a you know year or less to live. You might want to do some quick Roth conversions or a couple of years. Uh, that's the only thing. But I even know. then, you could then you got to worry about the brackets because you get bracket yeah. creep and it yeah. just gets kind of messy. Yeah, no, I think you uh, you stump the uh, stump the near stars, Dan. So uh, near well stars. <laughs> well, wow. there's a star right over there. I'm you looking think at a, one. You think a uh, lot of us. I said near stars, not stars. I don't even, yeah, I don't even think <laughs> we're right. nearly stars. All right. Thank you for the call, Dan, and uh, thank you for always be think. Dan's always thinking about this stuff, so he calls. I'm glad somebody's thinking about it. Keep us on her because I'm not. Yeah, you know, a little, a little bit of this is uh, there's a lot of planning you can do to make sure things are going to be okay after you're gone. Some things I think are just going to be. It's going to happen the way it happens, but. It's hard hmm. to fix every problem after for yeah. what your spouse that's, is like going to look like after you leave. That's absolutely true. So. It is really, really hard to take care of every eventuality. I mean, you could spend a fortune, and this is something we talk about a lot. You could spend a fortune on insurance and lawyers yeah. and all of this sure. stuff over the course of years uh, and still not solve all of the potential problems because you can't anticipate everything. Yeah, that's one thing. And I think the other, frankly, is simplicity. We've talked about this on the show a lot to make things simple, especially uh, if your spouse is sort of the disinterested person in all of this, know who the spouse should call and share the plan. Here's how things are sort of set up and why they're set up this way. But other, you start getting past that, Don, where you got insurance policies to pay this. And it just, I think it, it generally ends up being expensive and confusing to people. I'd put it that way. All right. I have another question for you. Oh, please. This one was sent in. Since I did so well with the last one. <laughs> well, this one's one I think you can answer. I'm pretty sure. Oh, all right. Uh, about stars. 403Bs. Mm. I found your show a few months ago and always look forward to the next podcast episode. So they listen to the podcast on their popular, their most, their favorite podcast. Do they watch it on YouTube? I don't know. They didn't, they didn't say. Okay. I am 50 years old and plan to work for 15 more years. Listen to the question. Yes, go ahead. I postponed my 403B contributions for three years to pay off debt. I currently have 170000 in the account across three accounts with fees of 0 0.29, 0 0.75, and 0 0.65. My organization... Wait, there's three different 403Bs? Is that what three I'm Three accounts, yes. So I don't know if it's three okay. funds. He's not saying... I think it's fun. I think it's three funds. Because yeah, he goes on yeah. to say, my organization has three providers... With similar or worse fees, God, you gotta love school districts and hospitals yeah, for their incredible job going out and finding the best sources for the for the uh, funds. You know, you guys don't you do what's best for your golf buddy. It just irks me. Anyway, uh, well, uh, my question is, what should I do about the four hundred three b when running the numbers? Twenty to twenty five percent of my final investment would be lost to fees. I have an additional five hundred to oh, one thousand. No, that's not right. Five. That's, that's, that's not can't right. be right. Yeah, I think he's compounding it out. And my wife and no, I. No, because if you're paying less than one, that's still reasonable. Exactly. It's not horrible. Yeah. Uh, mm. My wife and I 
fully fund a recently opened IRA through regular monthly contributions and will receive a nice pension at retirement. I appreciate your ideas how to invest the additional money. So the additional 500 to 1,000, that's really what he's talking about. Yeah, okay. So then you go back there and you're going to, in any plan selection, the first thing you're going to do is try to see what asset classes are available, right? Large cap, small cap, international, all that sort of thing. That's one. Then you're going to put a line, hopefully, through all the expensive funds that represent those asset classes. Most even 403Bs generally are going to have some sort of index mutual funds. We prefer to see you use those for the lower cost. Doesn't sound like this one, Will. Yeah. Not at I mean, those fees. No, one was, one was 2.9, though, he said, or something, one, right? 2.9, but they said, he said yeah, that's okay. the very best of what is offered. So. Oh, but then in that case, then you're going to probably want to go to the default uh, target date fund, which is simply going to be lower cost. You don't have to worry about it. It's managed and uh, you don't muck around with all these high fees and trying to pick it all out. One of the little bits of advice that I've given to people in the past, particularly those who work for school districts, because you, you can get a little political clout, particularly if you get parents involved, is to get other teachers and parents, and if you have a union, the union involved, in getting you some better choices, petitioning them for Fidelity or Vanguard or Schwab or someone with a lot of good index products. And get some other teachers with you and some parents to contact the school board and try to get them to give you a better plan. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. While we believe we can answer most of your questions on the show there are sometimes questions that get very involved i got a couple that were sent in they're like pages long with all the funds that people have and when you have those you might really want to spend some time talking to somebody who isn't going to try and sell you something and you get here's the thing if you talk to one of our advisors at vestry we will look at your portfolio to tell you how diversified you are how much you're paying in fees and how much risk you're taking because many of you do not know those things and you have to in your portfolio and the cool part is that we our advisors will help you they're fiduciaries for free we don't sell products there's no obligation no cost at all and the best part of all is that there is absolutely no high-pressure sales pitch. Just go to Vestory.com. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. And you scroll down, you set up the appointment. Actually, go ahead and set up an appointment. Somebody will call you. They'll verify that. We'll set it up with somebody, and we'll make sure you're taken care of. That's Vestory.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, knowing can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a family registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? The preceding program was paid for.